Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. Hey, Chris. Yeah, Jonathan. Do you remember back at the the late days of 2011 when you and I sat down and we made some sweeping predictions about what would happen in the world of technology for 2012? No. Well, which fortunately, is, which fortunately, is good okay. why you reminded me of these things. <laughs> Luckily, I took notes. Um, yeah, so we made predictions, and of course, every year when we make predictions, we hold ourselves accountable by taking our predictions and looking and seeing how we did. So uh, let's um, let's take a look at some of these. Uh, should I go first, or do you want to go first? Oh, why don't you give it a shot? All right. So my first prediction was that economic uncertainty would cause companies to fail or get acquired or to scale back, which was such a gimme at the end of 2011 that it's almost uh, embarrassing to call that a hit, but I am counting it as a hit. That was um, – I mean, we saw that happen. We saw lots of companies start to cut back. I mean – we had everything from the uh, Yahoo CEO at the time, Scott Thompson, talking about how he was going to have to cut back on uh, uh, a few thousand jobs at Yahoo, uh, or all the way up to Zynga laying off employees. And I mean, we've seen a lot of that throughout uh, the tech sector. And again, it's not a huge surprise. Now, of course, there have been some successes in technology. There have been some companies that have done very well in 2012. But I think uh, I think it's safe for me to call that one a hit. All right. So I suppose I should give my uh, my first one to go here. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I predicted that uh, Yahoo would be purchased by another company, possibly the Chinese uh, search giant Alibaba. Yeah. That I, would be a miss. Well, I also predicted the same thing. That was one of my predictions as well. I said that they would either be acquired or it would break up into separate companies and the separate companies would be acquired. So that is also a miss. We both at the time thought Yahoo was kind of, kind of really struggling. I mean, it really was struggling. And they that's, were... that was before Scott Thompson came on. And of course, Scott Thompson didn't last that long. So for a while, it looked like that prediction might come true. And then they brought on Marissa Meyer. And, uh, and that kind of, uh, gave Yahoo a bit of a boost in the eye of, of public opinion. Yeah, as of the end of 2012, um, that had, that, those moves, um, especially the, the, um, they've also struck some content deals and things, um, and some high profile people have come on to the board of directors. Um, but these things are starting to make people think that Yahoo may have some life in it yet. Yep. Um, and in fact, uh, Meyer, um, well, she inspired our, our women of tech podcast that we did a lot, a little while ago. Um, she, uh, she has made some, some pretty, Substantial changes, even in the short time she's been there so far. So yeah. people are starting to think there there might be a future for Yahoo after all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I, do you want me to go again, or you? Because that was Yahoo was both of us. Why don't yes. you go again? Yeah, um, I, I predicted that the uh, the famed AT and T and T Mobile deal would fail miserably. And boy, were you right. Well, yes. Despite uh, despite well, I, I was. I was really looking at the uh, uh, indicators there, and I, I felt like that was a pretty sure deal that it was going to – the deal was off. Yeah. That was strange. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, government regulators felt like it was going to be in the United States here, um, where the merger was supposed to take place, um, felt like it just wasn't 
going to help competition after yeah. all, no matter what AT&T was saying. Now, T-Mobile did manage to uh, – the thing was, you know, T-Mobile, as the fourth largest carrier in the United States – I mean, Deutsche Telekom has a pretty substantial share over in, in Europe. Right. But in the United States, they're they're fourth largest. Uh, people were saying, hey, they, they can't keep this up, especially since they don't have the iPhone. They did manage to uh, to do some pretty big things this year. They uh, divested themselves of their towers, the actual infrastructure for their network, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they 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 did a couple other small things like, um, oh yeah, they decided they would merge with uh, Metro PCS, which is I don't know, are they the fifth largest carrier? They're they're one of the the players that is behind the top four right. and not terribly far. Right. Uh, one of the largest small carriers. There you go. Um, and uh, by merging that infrastructure, which looks like it might happen, um, it looks like they might be able to to build out the network, take it to LTE, um, and they've even struck a deal with Apple to bring on uh, Apple products, including apparently the next version of the iPhone later on, right. which they would not have been able to do as efficiently on their own. So uh, big deals happening, but not with AT&T. Yep. So – Total hit for you. Uh, I said that RIM would experience a change in executives at the topmost layer. Uh, and this was, you know, again, it was, I think it was either late November or early December when we made these predictions. Yeah. Because we, we do record ahead of time. Well, tech, uh, we learned early on in these prediction episodes that if we didn't make these predictions by what we saw at the very end of the year, <laughs> There may be a very good chance that we would be completely off. Yeah. But it turned out January 2012, that's exactly what happened. Rim, yep. uh, the, the co-CEOs resigned. There's a new CEO at Rim. And, uh, you know, this again was sort of a gimme because Rim was really struggling as well, having, having a real rough time with the, uh, the, the, the added pressures of iPhone and Android and even, you know, and new players like Windows Phone 8 coming onto the smartphone scene. RIM was really struggling and, uh, there were, there was a lot of pressure from, from shareholders for some big changes to happen. And, uh, failures like the playbook didn't help and that all kind of contributed to it. And so now we've seen a change over at RIM. So I, I count that as a hit. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I uh, predicted that Facebook would have an IPO. Um, that was a hit, although, yep. uh, you know, again, that was a semi-gimme because they were sort of required to. But the signs had been pointing. I, d- I didn't actually know that at the time that we predicted this. Yeah. Um, and it looked like everything was pointing that way, that they were they were getting to the point where they were going to try to raise money with their IPO. Of course, uh, that hasn't been a huge success for them. But uh, yeah. may still pan out in the end, of course. Yeah, I, I predicted that Facebook would hit 1 billion users before the end of 2012, which was a hit. And, uh, you know, based upon the number of users that Facebook had at the end of 2011 and the traditional growth uh, trend for Facebook, that was a pretty safe bet to make. And it turned out to pay off. So there we go. Facebook has over 1 billion users. Uh, that's a lot of people. That's that's. Amazing to think about, really. Yeah. Technically, I guess I should say one billion active accounts because some of those accounts may in fact be held by, you know, a single individual. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I like, would wager that. Like 900,000 of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard to keep see. track of all those. Oh, speaking of, uh, speaking of social networking. Yep. Um, I predicted that, uh, Google Plus would not fold. People were saying last year, I remember people saying, look, Google Plus, uh, at first, it was a, a Facebook killer, 
and then it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, look at this. This is terrible, people. It's just going to Google blew it again on social networking. But I said, no, it's going to stick around, and I think it will slowly grow, and it slowly has. Yeah, it's not been dramatic, uh, but that's exactly what you predicted. And I remember the early days of Google+, Plus. it felt like it was a playground for all the tech journalists and tech uh, industry folks because that's all the people I saw on Google+. Plus. We were the ones who got the... Uh, the invites in pretty early, and I I had mine within the first week that it had uh, launched. Uh, that came out of uh, beta, and um, and for me that was a blast. It was like, oh, I get to play with all my friends, and then I realized, hey, you know what? This is not so great for anybody else. But but it has you know very slowly grown, and um, it'll be interesting to see if it'll continue to grow. I know that there's a lot of uh, I don't know if animosity is the right word, but uh, dissatisfaction with certain Facebook users at the direction that Facebook has been taking. And it could give opportunity to to, uh, to a social network like Google Plus to really take advantage of that. Or we might even see, and this will be a shocker if it happens, but we might even see something like MySpace take advantage of that and become a player in that in that arena again. I would be interested to see that simply because I have written MySpace off and they are clinging to life. Yeah. And actually, from what I've read, making some pretty reasonably decent improvements. Yeah, I haven't. I, What's up I with that? I haven't checked it recently. I, I remember the last time I looked, it definitely was a dramatic departure from the previous uh, version of MySpace, which was nothing but good because the old MySpace got way too cluttered and way. Uh, Everyone seemed to have an animated background image that was designed to make my eyes bleed, and they also had the music uh, scientifically generated to make me want to punch people. So I'm glad that that has started to change. So yeah. the punching people part, I just kind of ingrained at this point. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Oh, uh, we, uh, I, I predicted that Facebook would make a huge acquisition that would make people wonder what might be happening behind the scenes. Yeah. This, this is, this is kind of common. This was kind of a, a, uh, well, if anybody's going to do this kind of thing, it would probably be Facebook because they got a lot of money. So I predicted this was going to happen and, uh. It kind of didn't. It, you know, it could, if you, you could argue that Instagram was yeah. one of those, except that it made a lot of sense because Facebook was really struggling in the mobile platform. Uh, especially things with like mobile photo sharing and Instagram was, you know, really taking off there. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know because the way you worded it in the predictions episode was it sounded like it was going to be a company that would be so out of left field that it would make us all scratch our heads and say, why would Facebook even want that? So uh, I put a question mark by this <laughs> instead of hit or miss because I think you, I think you hit it more than you missed it, but it wasn't. Completely within the spirit of the prediction. Yeah, I think I think Twitter did that more. Yeah, than than Facebook did this year, because they they yeah they had a sort of huh, huh yeah. acquisition. But uh, you know, well, speaking you know, of huh acquisitions, oh, yeah. here's a big miss on my part. I oh, predicted yeah. this was this is one that even as I made the prediction, I said I didn't really think it was going to happen, but I wanted to have some pretty crazy predictions in my list. I said that Google would purchase Twitter. And that did not happen. I have seen some people suggest that that could still happen, like they could still see Google make a run at Twitter. I honestly think that that's, that, that ship has sailed. Twitter has kind of established itself at this point. I don't see it 
becoming a part of a larger corporation anytime really soon. Of course, that probably means that that's going to happen next week. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally missed on that one. Although, again, I was purposefully sticking my neck out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's fun to do those and see what, what actually happens. Yep. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, said the Wii U would be a minor hit. Which, you know, it's, kind of is. Yeah. It's, you know, again, minor hit. That Since you said minor, that was uh, that was a good call. It's been selling, but it hasn't been selling like the original Wii did. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the reviews are kind of all over the place. You know, some people absolutely love it and love the the gamepad. Other people find it very large and clunky, and and they don't necessarily think that it's a, a huge improvement over the previous generation. Although it does support HD, which the old one did not. True. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's. I don't think it's the runaway success that Nintendo kind of needs, but at least it's not a total flop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, I had another, I had another Nintendo related okay. one, uh, that Nintendo would cut the price of the 3DS again. And I, and I was basing that on the sales numbers because the 3DS had, had done something similar. They were selling, but they weren't selling like hotcakes. Right. So I thought, well, they'll, they'll cut the price before the end of the year. And I thought, especially around, uh, this time of year when we're recording this, uh, right before the holidays here in the United States, I thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's, they're going to have to. Uh, actually, something else happened. They actually started selling more of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nintendo had, when they launched the 3DS, uh, it wasn't but a couple of months later that they cut the price pretty drastically. And, uh, and that was a, a pretty big news story because it was, it was a dramatic move on Nintendo's part. You know, they launch a new product and then to cut the price of that product within the same year of its launch was a big deal. But, uh, but yeah, you had said that it was probably going to undergo yet another price cut. But as it turns out, I think Nintendo, uh, the, the price cut they made was at a point that it, it no longer gave gamers pause, um, or, 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 or hooves for that matter to pick up a, uh, Nintendo 3DS. And so they ended up, the sales figures ended up uh, spiking. They ended up getting a, a good lift from that. And in fact, the, the, um, the portable hand, uh, console became a bit of a success, uh, or at least much more so than it had been at its original price. Right, right. Um, Plus, more games came out for it too, so that kind of helped. So I, I'm gonna—I have these numbered in my notes, but I'm gonna actually jump down a little bit because I have a Nintendo prediction too. Uh, I just got to make sure that I go back up when we're when we move off on this. All but right. I, I said that Nintendo would begin to work on a smartphone, and as far as we know, that has not happened. So that. That was one of those things where I just looked at the the market that Nintendo is in, that casual gamer market, and that many casual gamers have turned to things like smartphones and tablets uh, to be the source of their casual games. That's that's their go-to device to play games on, which means that those devices are competing with Nintendo's products. So to me, it made a lot of sense for Nintendo to look into creating some sort of smartphone, either... Uh, uh, partnering with another company and then just sort of having a, a co-branded product or striking out on their own and trying to make a Nintendo uh, smartphone from the ground up. That did not happen. So, uh, yeah, that's a miss on my part. Uh, sad. It would have been interesting to see. 
Um, let's see. Oh, uh, um, Apple TV. We were we were talking last year about Apple TV. Yeah. Um, which is not the the little device um, that you you plug into your TV. I was we were talking about an Apple television. Yeah, an actual TV running Apple software. Because some people were saying any minute now. Yeah. We're going to see the Apple TV. The same people are still saying that. Yes. You were one of them. Yeah. Uh and uh and um yeah, this this happened with the iPad and and a couple of the other products that we've seen with them. The iPhone it's coming any day now. Yeah. It's still coming any day now, although it looks as of the end of 2012 that it really isn't just a rumor that they really are trying to perfect a television. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be a hit or not, but it looks like it will come out. I predicted that it would not be out by the end of 2012, and therefore it's a hit. And I, I a hit. and I disagreed. I went ahead and said, you know what? We're going to we're going to have this be a hit or a miss one way or the other. I will go ahead and predict that Apple will come out with Apple TV before the end of 2012. So that was a miss for me. Um but then that was again another one of those where I was like I feel confident that one of these two outcomes will happen, so I will take the other side. Uh, as for one of my official predictions, I said that Netflix would get its act together and that possibly Reed Hastings might even leave the company because, you know, 2011 was a rough year for Netflix. There were some, some very public, uh, missteps made by the company. I mean, the, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a CEO apologize to consumers as frequently as Reed Hastings was appear, uh, appeared to be doing in 2011. Uh, however, uh, Reed did, Hastings and Reed, like I, like a Mr. Hastings did not leave the company. Senor Hastings. Um, yes, uh, uh, Air Hastings is still there. And, but I would say, you know, at least Netflix hasn't made any other big, Mistakes like 2011, you know, seem to to have a, a a rash of them. 2012, there wasn't really as much of that. So I guess getting its act together is more or less true. And also, Netflix did strike some uh, high profile deals, although those deals are not going to come to fruition for a few years. Uh, the deal with Disney to run uh, uh, movies that the Disney features. Um, the, you know, Netflix struck that deal with Disney, and it was a that's a big deal, but it's something we're not going to actually get to enjoy for a few more years. Yeah, actually, uh, they to be clear, they uh, struck a couple of deals with Disney. Yeah, and there is another deal with Disney that did go through uh, to show older Disney content. Right, right. But that's right. a separate. Yeah, as thing. opposed to the stuff that's most recently been in theaters. That's, right. That's that's the big deal that's not going to uh, to take effect for another couple of years. So that is that is a different animal. Yes. Uh, just just to for clarification. Thank sake. you. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, I have a uh, new Google TV products will come out and no one will care. Wow, what a hit that was. Well, Google has the wherewithal to uh, throw its weight behind products. And Google TV, uh, while critically, pretty well critically acclaimed, hey, this is a good product, uh, let's see more of it. Yeah. Actually, that's sort of what happened with Apple's product too. Hey, this is really neat, but nobody's buying. I think it's, I think it's still not quite ready. Like there, there, and there are several features that are uh, they're not fully integrated with Google TV yet. And a lot of that is due to content creators resisting. And, uh, so everything that the Google TV should be able to do, it cannot do. And that's more to do with business, uh, deals, uh, and, and non-existent deals, like things that need to happen that have not happened. Uh, and so Google TV is a product that's not as good as it 
could be as it as it was engineered to be. Yeah. But but that's you know it's not the fault of the technology. That's more of a business side thing. But it's still true. I call that a hit. Um, I mean, we saw Google. Uh, at the Google I.O. event, there was a lot about Google TV, and, and still it has not really uh, launched it to any any kind of, of real success in the marketplace. Yeah, well, the, part of the reason is that uh, the initial launch partner – I mean there was a big uh, um, content – or not content. There was a big hardware deal with Logitech yeah. that they were going to partner, and uh, apparently most people liked it. Uh, that had tried it, but you know those fifteen people. Yeah, I'm teasing. Uh, but the thing is, it was an expensive product. It was uh, what two ninety nine, I think, when it first launched. Something like that. And yeah. they ended up dropping it um, in 2011 to ninety nine dollars. Um, and they had you know some pretty stiff competition from people like Roku. Um, so you know they they you know ended up shelving that. Logitech said, "Nope, we're done. We're out." Uh, and I figured somebody else will will want in on this because you know you've got Android, you've got the uh, the possibility of apps moving over, and it uh, still didn't. Well, the, the, it, the deals that they have made this year have not sold like you know one might expect. Google Fiber might help that that whole process. I mean the the fact that the fiber hoods everyone needs the, more fiber. Well, yeah, and then you you know as part of your deal of getting depending on what. Tier you subscribe to for Google Fiber if you happen to be in in one of the two Kansas cities in the United States, uh, you get things like a, a Nexus Seven tablet that can act as a controller. So you're starting to get some of that Google TV functionality there in the Google Fiber service, and that might even be enough to start getting kind of a word of mouth campaign going, and and maybe we'll see an improvement in the next year, but. But 2012 was not Google TV's year, so that was a hit mm, for you. Yeah. I said that uh, at E3 we would see – at least get a sneak peek of the next generation consoles from Sony and Microsoft, and that was a miss. We did not see that. However, we have seen uh, some leaked reports about what those next consoles might be yeah. with the PS4 or Orbis and the uh, Xbox 720 or codenamed Durango uh, what those specs might be for those those consoles and what features they might support, but we did not see anything at E3. It will absolutely shock me if we don't see anything in two thousand uh, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Signs signs suggest that you will start to see something come out. Yeah. Uh, despite rumors that that all of them want to just get out of the console business entirely, that so, would shock me about yeah. Microsoft mostly because my, the Xbox division for Microsoft. Has historically performed really, really well, and uh, and I think Microsoft kind of should hold on to that. Yeah. But then I also want you know predictions to come true. So anyway, your next one. Yes, Apple. Uh, new iPhone will have uh, uh, near field communication. Yes, and I said no, it's not going to. And that and uh, it was a hit. That was a hit. Yeah, no, no NFC in the in the latest iPhone, which uh, that's what you predicted. And you know what? Uh, you gave some very uh, intelligent reasons why you thought it wasn't going to happen, and those are exactly the reasons why Apple cites you know they're not pursuing NFC technology at the moment. So, well done. Um, Which uh, is it's going to be interesting going forward because uh, Google has included uh, NFC technology in tablet devices, yeah. not just phones. That's true. So Google is, has an NFC in it. Yes, uh, Google Google is betting on its wallet technology going forward. Um, I have never used it. The uh, the square the square folks 
um, the mobile payment folks, right? Not they're, Square. They're, they're not actually people. Square, like they, Daddy O. They, they came out from Minecraft, and they won't leave. The drapes and the squares, baby. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the mobile payment technology is coming up, so it'll be, you know, it, it's becoming more and more popular. So let's, I don't know if, if Apple will do it this next year, if when, yeah. if it, assuming it will release a new iPhone, it might. Well, it's the same sort of thing with, you know, supporting LTE and stuff like that, right? Apple prefers for technologies to be somewhat mature before they start to incorporate them into their products. So uh, I think it's at least another year. For that, just because I don't think NFC is near the maturity level that Apple would feel comfortable including it. Although, you know, I could be surprised. I mean, I, I'm not, not 100% sold either way. Yeah. Uh, as, as continuing the theme of things that Apple products will not have, uh, I said that the, the, this was a thing at the time. At the end of 2011, one of the rumors about the next iPad. Yeah. Was that it would, it could have a 3D screen, a built-in screen that would allow you to view things in 3D, kind of like the Nintendo 3DS. And I said, ain't no way that's gonna happen. Cause it doesn't really make sense for a touchscreen device to have this 3D capability built into it. Cause you, you interact with it in a 2D interface. So why would you have a 3D view? And, uh, that was a hit. It's kind yep. of a no-brainer as far as I was concerned, although there were a lot of people who were saying that was going to happen. Now, I wish I had predicted that Apple was going to launch two updates to the iPad in a single year because no one was saying that, yeah. and that's what happened. Yeah, nor nor did we mention the iPad mini. No, no. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, but but we did talk about uh, WebOS yep. on that podcast. Uh, I, I was thinking that uh, you know once HP acquired Palm – uh, that it was going to get into the uh, the WebOS business, um, not yet. You you yeah. gave me a question mark in this. Uh, Jonathan put together uh, went back because I don't have the patience to listen, <laughs> and uh, went back and listened to last year's predictions, and he gave me a question mark here. I would give me a miss. Well, um, the not reason- because they're not going to do it. Uh, it looks like I've said, I've read reports that they are thinking about some things that they'd yeah. like to do with it, but I don't think they're going to do it by the end of the year. The reason I put a question mark was just because the fact that they did make it open source and open it up to people. Okay, but that yeah. was kind of happening at the end of 2011 anyway. So I put a question mark there because you could argue that by making it open source, that is something useful. That was essentially that you your prediction was that HP, HP would do something that was useful with WebOS. Uh, so that's why the question mark is there. I think it's more of a miss than a hit too, but you know. I was, I think I was thinking, it's hard to say. Uh, yeah, it's been a year. Thinking, but, uh, I think I was thinking that, that HP itself would come out with a product that yeah, used it. And that did not happen. No, that did not happen. So, uh, my, here's another miss for me. Although, I think it was a good guess, it just didn't happen. Uh, which was that at least one of the big daily deal sites would go under. And so things like Living Social or Groupon, these coupon sites, because there's been a lot of news about how these sites have, uh, shown, uh, to not be profitable, they're they're struggling with revenue. That um, that it's it's kind of a losing proposition as far as these companies are set up right now. Maybe there is a way of doing this that isn't uh, a revenue loss. But at the moment, there are some big news stories about layoffs at these various uh, companies or executive shuffles at some of these companies. But None of them, to my knowledge, as of the recording of this podcast, have officially gone under, so that is a miss. 
Yep, yep. Although you could probably make that prediction again for next year. I probably can. Um, just write that down. <laughs> um, I predicted that uh, Canonical would ditch Unity uh, as its uh, interface for Ubuntu. Because people were complaining about it. Yes, and they are still complaining about it. Yep, because um, it's still there. But, of, of course, one of the things that I neglected to think about – oh, by the way, if you're clueless as to what I'm talking about – uh, Ubuntu is a, a, a version of Linux, often called a flavor of Linux. Which is an operating system. Which is an operating system that is not Windows or Macintosh. Right. Or many other systems, but, you know. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably uh, would consider Windows and, and Mac OS to be the two big – and you'd be right. Um, but uh, Ubuntu is a very popular version of Linux. Uh, and it irritated a couple people uh, – a couple people uh, – many people – I'm sorry. There are two people. I'm, I'm, it's getting close to lunchtime and my blood sugar is dropping. Two people in Iowa. Two people in <laughs> Iowa. Some people like uh, the Unity interface, um, but uh, many people do not. It's been – they've been pretty vocal. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, maybe Canonical, which is the organization that uh, that releases Ubuntu and, and ver- other versions that are similar um, – you know, I, I thought maybe that that pressure would would get them to discontinue it. I didn't count on the simplicity with which you can switch interfaces, which I had experienced. But I was thinking, oh no, 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 people are just going to get them to, to to beg off and leave well enough alone. They didn't, and you can. It's easy if you install Ubuntu to uh, put another interface on top of it that isn't Unity, like GNOME or uh, you know KDE. So. People just do that. Yep. Uh, my next prediction uh, is, uh, was kind of a hit. I mean, this is a debatable hit. I should have put a question mark next to this one, really, which was Microsoft Windows tablets will debut to modest results. And I, I guess I guess modest results is a, a fair way of saying it. I, you know, From the sales figures I've seen, it certainly isn't a runaway success. Um, but, you know, they're... They have sold some. I, it's not a total flop either. So I guess monster results is fair enough. But I think it's too early to call. Yeah, but it's definitely it's definitely not a runaway hit, which is kind of what I was going for. Was that the the Windows tablets would come out? It's not that no one would care. It's just that they wouldn't become like a, uh, you know, they wouldn't just fly off the shelves. Right. Now that being said, you know, uh, I personally think the Windows 8 tablet interface is pretty interesting. I do too. And um, and I still. Am curious about getting my hands on on a full like the professional surface. Um, the Windows RT version I'm not as interested in because again I'm not I'm not a great tablet person. I own a tablet and I barely use it, and it's an Android tablet, um, but I barely use it. So even though it's an operating system I love with Android, and it's and it's you know the Nexus Seven, so it's got the latest version of Android on it. I still don't use it that frequently, which to me just tells me that I'm not a tablet person. But still, I kind of want to get my hands on one of the professional uh, Windows 8 tablets, Surface tablets. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that was my le- my next one. Well, speaking of uh, Android-based tablets, I predicted that the Kindle Fire would be a hit. Yeah. It is. Yeah, well in, done. In fact – well, that was sort of a gimme. Uh, in fact um, – it's such a hit that Amazon has released more than one Kindle Fire and updated it. So, uh, you know, now they have the HD. They have a, a competitive larger size tablet. Um, so uh, I, I don't know that now that the, the Nexus 7 and Nexus 10 are out, yep. um, I don't think that the Kindle Fire is running away as fast as it was. 
But it is still, it's got legs and yeah. it knows how to use them. And it's so, so tightly integrated with Amazon's, you know, uh, catalog and, and, and systems that anyone who really uses Amazon a lot, it has a huge appeal to it. It's just like for me, Again, the Android tablet has a big appeal because so much of my stuff is in the Google infrastructure already, like Google Cloud stuff and you know Google Docs and Gmail and all that kind of thing, uh, that it just made sense for me to go with Android because it was already so tightly integrated. Same sort of thing with Amazon. I mean, if you do a lot of shopping on Amazon or you get a lot of your music from Amazon, it makes sense because it's just – it's designed to work with that system. So it's the best – I would say it's the best interface for those systems, hands down. I mean, it's not that you know the Android or, or iOS versions of that are uh, are bad. They're just not designed from the ground up to work with them. So it's uh, a little different. Uh, my next one, this was another big one that I was kind of uh, uh, sticking my neck out on. Uh, but I actually felt pretty good about it. It turned out to be a miss, so it shows what I know. But I said it was going to be the swan song for the CD, that CDs were essentially going to be phased out, and we wouldn't really see them in things like retail establishments or being sold online as much anymore, uh, that really the move would be to really focus on digital delivery. And that just hasn't quite happened yet. I still think it's – I mean, the day is coming. It's just not – here. It didn't happen this year. It didn't happen in 2012, so that's a miss. Yep, yep. Um, let's see. Apple will not lower iPad prices. Uh, that was also a semi-gimme. Well, uh, it, yeah. it, it was a hit. They have, in, in, in if you're speaking literally, because they, they released a new iPad. Oh, wait. Two new iPad yeah. lines. keeping the, the new the, iPad and the new new iPad. Keeping the series... Uh, uh, more or less intact as Ironically, far Ironically, as... you can't buy the new iPad anymore. You can buy an iPad 2, but not the new iPad. Yeah, that that was the interesting part. Now, that that actually was true. When they released the iPad 3, if we're talking, let's just yeah, talk let's, chronologically. let's do it that way. Um, they, uh, they kept the iPad 2 on because... It was still fairly recent, and it was it, it offered them another price point, a lower price point right. at which they could offer the iPad. So, yeah, so so technically the price dropped, but if you want to talk about what is the latest version of that product on the market at the time, the price stayed steady. Yeah. So so previous versions of the iPad, the price would drop if they remained available in the Apple Store, but the current version of whatever that product was was still the same price. So that's why this is a hit. Where you know we might have people write in and say, well, you know, the Apple II is cheaper now. I'm like yes, but we're talking about if you were to go in and buy the latest version of that, they they never, despite the pressures of things like Android tablets and even the Windows tablets coming out, the they did not. Uh, you know, bow to those pressures and change the price point for the entry level iPad. Did you say the Apple II? Did I? Yeah, I think so. The iPad II. The iPad. Whatever. Too. I had an hour and a an half Apple of sleep too. last night. <laughs> I was just, I was just picking on you. No, no, that's good. Uh, all right. Well, um, uh, th- this is my last prediction until the very, very last prediction of the show. So Chris is actually going to have a couple back to back. Oh yeah. But uh, here's here's mine. Um, I said that tech will play the largest role ever in election history, which was such a gimme that it was pathetic. And it was a hit. We saw technology play a huge role, particularly social media, which, again, not a big surprise. We had started to see that in the previous election. I'm talking about the United States elections. 
Although technically, elections around the world really saw a lot of uh, involvement in technology. True. And sometimes regime changes that didn't have anything to do with elections saw a lot to do with technology. That is correct, so, too. So technology and politics uh, continue to be... Uh, a big deal, and we see tighter and tighter integration. We're seeing, we're starting to see generations of politicians who grew up using at least some form of technology. You know, if you go back just a couple of of years, a few years, not even that many, a lot of the uh, politicians were at an age where they they didn't have things like computers and smartphones and and things uh, at their beck and call uh, when they were. Uh, when they were young enough for that to be uh, a formative part of their their experience, right? It wasn't something that they were, you know, they, they might become familiar with it, but it was after those years, and so uh, they weren't necessarily as comfortable with it in many cases. Now, some, there are definitely exceptions to this rule, but in general, uh, they were not as um, as as uh, savvy. But that's starting to change now, and I think it'll be really interesting to see in the next few years when we start seeing people who have grown up in the digital age taking positions of power in politics, how that's going to unfold for technology in general. That will yeah. be really interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, Windows 8 will debut to lackluster adoption. Uh, that was a hit. Yeah, um, particularly in the enterprise. I, in fact, I've seen a lot of um, of people say that they think enterprises are, are going to pull the same thing they did with Vista and skip Windows 8, at least for the short term, uh, and stick with either XP or Windows 7. Yeah, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, what I was thinking then was not that Windows 8 was going to stink, which I don't get the impression that it stinks, no. I, other than the fact that the interface uh, is different enough that it throws some people. I don't think it's, that's a, a stink. I think that's more of a wait. Yeah, it's so but, radically but different. Wait, that there's a there's a there's a steep learning curve at first. But then it levels off pretty quickly. Once, yeah. once you get the tricks down, it's it's pretty easy to navigate. But it is so radically different from previous versions of Windows that that can be a turnoff for someone. You know, like you turn on your computer and you immediately don't know where anything is because it looks so different from everything else you've ever used. That that can that can uh, definitely give people pause to adoption. Yeah, and what I what I was really thinking was that the 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 cost. And the effort for for companies was going to be so great that they it wasn't just going to fly off shelves. Right. Um, and then I figured that uh, uh, Diablo three was coming because we had heard that it was going to. Yep. And uh, I figured it would be a massive hit. And again, this is a gimme because it's a Blizzard title that everybody had been anticipating for a very long time. Yeah. So it was a really big hit, although it was the kind of hit that you know didn't, it wasn't really sticky. You know? No, I, it didn't stick. Right right after, like, the, initially after the release, there was a huge amount of excitement. There were also problems. I mean, there were some server issues that people had. There were some uh, uh, digital rights management issues that people had. Uh, so there, there were, you know, there were some legitimate problems with the game, or at least with the way the, the public accepted the game. Yeah. But, uh, but the really interesting thing to me was that within a couple of months, no one was, no one I knew anyway... And these were gamers who were really excited about Diablo 3 when it first came out. No one was talking about that game anymore. Yeah. Whereas some of the games that I play right now came out early in 2012, and I still have friends who chat about those games quite a bit. So uh, it, it just didn't have that, that stickiness. All right, so here is my final prediction. We have gotten down to the end of the show, and this is a big one, folks. 
So my prediction was that Chris and I would be making a prediction show for 2013 around the same time of the year as we were doing the prediction show for 2012, which that should have been a gimme. Should have been a gimme. Should have been a gimme hit. Uh, it's a miss. And the reason for that is that uh, we must announce that Chris is leaving Tech Stuff. Yes. Uh, he has one more episode to go, so uh, it's not he's not gone yet. But we have one more episode we're going to do, and it's an episode that uh, that Chris has picked the topic for specifically because it was something that he really wanted to talk about, and uh, I expect that episode will be amazing. But yes, uh, that is a miss because uh, the the tech stuff's going to be a different show. Yeah, yeah. I, mostly, I just wanted to throw Jonathan's predictions off. Yeah, you wanted to get more hits than misses, and uh, have me have more or less an even number. And uh, boy, that that was a heck of a way of doing it. I guess it was either I that. Cheat, or, I guess. Yeah, it was it was either that or to somehow get all politicians to stop using technology, so that that <laughs> one wouldn't be a hit. Yeah, and I, I figured this one would be the easier one. Yeah. Now, I, it, it's just one of those things where uh, um, tech stuff is going to go through some changes and. Um, I figured this was sort of a good time. I have other stuff that I've been working on that's not podcast or blog related, and I thought, you know, maybe the time is, uh, has come for me to, to leave the show. So um, uh, the I, I predict, I don't have predictions for next year, but I predict the next episode will be a very special episode of okay. Tech Stuff. Yes. So, guys, if uh, if you want to let us know what you think about our uh, how we did on our predictions, if you have any predictions for 2013, if you have any messages you would like to send Chris, you should definitely contact us. No profanity, please. No, no, no. Let's let's keep these professional people. You can you can ha- you can shed some tears if you want. You wouldn't be the only ones. Um, but yeah, send us a message. Our email is techstuff at discovery.com or find us on Twitter or Facebook. Our handle there is techstuffhsw. And Chris and I will talk to you again one last time with the both of us really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. 